Hello everyone, Scott here. As we get started, a few announcements. As I've said since moving the podcast to a full-time endeavor, this show is listener-supported. Though we partner with some organizations, those are few and far between compared to what you might hear on other podcasts, because I believe that those partnerships and any endorsements that come from them should be personal, that I really believe in the people and products that they offer, and that to you as a listener, that they can make a difference in your life. Whether it's recreation that reinforces the lessons that we learn in permaculture through something like the Fifth World, educational resources like Permi Kids, or some of the PDCs and other classes that you hear announced on the show, I want to make sure that anything that you hear on this podcast really helps expand your understanding and adds value to your life day to day. And for that reason, from time to time, the team and I need to reach out to do a fundraiser or ask you for your help. And so we want to let you know about Patreon, where you can go to become a recurring member. And as a thank you for your ongoing support, receive a number of different gifts from us that include promo codes to give you discounts to classes and different products, exclusive member-only content, including unique interviews and discussions that you won't hear anywhere else, and also early access to ad-free episodes. So if you'd like to find out more about that, go to patreon.com slash permaculturepodcast. As this episode goes live, there are currently 67 Patreon members, and we're trying to reach 100 by the spring solstice on March 21st. We also know, however, that not everyone is in a place to give in a regular recurring fashion like what you'll find on Patreon. So we're also running a winter to spring fundraiser looking to raise $3,500 by April 20th. To reach that goal, only 100 people would need to give $35 each, less than a dollar an episode that will be released this year. You can donate directly via PayPal by sending something to show at thepermaculturepodcast.com or if you'd like to look at other options, you can check out paypal.me forward slash permaculturepodcast or via the link in the show notes. If you prefer to drop something in the mail, as I know some of you do, that address is the Permaculture Podcast, P.O. Box 16, Dolphin, Pennsylvania, 17018. With all that said, please stay with us after the interview as I have an update on who the team is that I keep referring to, what we have planned for this year, and some more information on the revamped Patreon site. As I mentioned, we do partner with organizations that we believe in as part of this work, and one of those is Joel DeFore and the great people at Earth Tools. If you're a professional farmer, permaculture practitioner, or market gardener, you'll love their line of walk-behind tractors, implements, and parts from manufacturers like BCS and Grillo. If you're a gardener, they carry a full line of high-quality hand tools, including hoes, shovels, and spades. I chose to partner with Earth Tools because they're owned and operated by a small-scale farmer and his family. Their hands-on experience and direct understanding of what it takes to grow food for themselves and others gives them an understanding of what we need on our farms and in our gardens. If you're looking for a new addition to your garden or farm, look at everything that they have to offer at earthtools.com. I also want to let you know that our friends Jen and Cliff at Spiral Ridge Permaculture are offering several permaculture design courses this year, as well as other workshops and programs, and Patreon supporters can receive $100 off of their PDC and from $20 to $75 off of the other programs using Permaculture Podcast promo codes. The easiest way to access those discounts and others like them is by visiting the Patreon page and signing up to get Scott's gifts. Find out more about the classes and workshops Jen and Cliff are offering at SpiralRidgePermaculture.com. Now welcome to the Permaculture Podcast. I'm Scott Mann, and you're listening to episode 1707, Plant Buddies and Open Education. 
My guest today is Boto Viller, the creator of Plant Buddies, an online open-source companion planting database and website. He's also a contributor to Serlo.org, an organization with the vision of creating high-quality education worldwide that is completely free of charge and without ads. Similar to Wikipedia, every user can create new content or improve upon existing materials. On the original German-language version of the site, they already provide thousands of articles on mathematics, language, gardening, and biology. I'll include a link to both the German, for those of you who can read it, as well as the English site in the show notes. Boto reached out to me and shared a link to Plant Buddies several weeks ago, which I spread around on social media, and not only was there a great response from it, but I was also intrigued by it because of the simplicity of the interface and the amount of information that was being shared in a simple, easy-to-use way. As you hear in this conversation, from my own background in computer science, which we kind of get nerdy on a bunch of these kinds of things, this kind of stuff matters to me. And the intent and the impact of the way in which we communicate and share information matters. And it's also that accessibility is one of those ongoing questions within the permaculture community. Even as we have more and more websites that are offering free information, tons of YouTube videos from all kinds of people within our community about any subject that you might want, including all the videos from Jeff Lawton. We have the documentaries from John Liu. I'm always amazed by my friend... Blake Kirby at Daddy Curb's Farm, about his very practical hands-on farming videos. You take all of those and it's all available, but it's not necessarily curated or easy to find. It's a little bit here, it's a little bit there. So what if we have platforms that bring all of this information together? And that's what Boto and his friends are doing with serlo.org. And Plant Buddies is just one piece of that, but is a great place to go look, learn a little bit about gardening, find out some about open source, and free tools, and then see how you want to get involved. Let's go ahead and get to the conversation with Boto, and I'll join you again afterwards. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to create Plant Buddies? All right. Um, my name is Boto, and I live and work in Munich. And I would say together with friends and colleagues, we work on making education accessible for as many people as possible, like not only sustainability, but also like all areas of education like math and other school subjects but my personal focus has always been on sustainability and permaculture and how did you come to those two disciplines both the sustainability and permaculture but also this interest in accessible education is that a background that you have well that's a good question i i feel like i've been searching for a long time for for answers to the problems i see in the world and this is how i came to to permaculture and sustainability Actually, it was uh, through watching um, Greening the Desert by John DeLieu and Jeff Lawton, videos like that on YouTube. So I got into permaculture and I was really fascinated that you could actually restore and create ecosystems like that. That was really a turning point in my my life, I would say. But other than that, I, I grew up in a city and I would say I had a rather digital life. I, I guess I'm a digital native almost. And I, I learned to create websites and create things like this. And with a lot of teachers, studied um, visual design here in Munich. But I've always been very critical with, with the world around me. And I, I saw a lot of problems and were always searching for the, for the solutions. So while many of my, my colleagues in, who studies, uh, studied visual communication as well are doing things like advertising and stuff like that, I was always quite sure that this is not something I want to contribute to. 
But what we learn there is to to communicate with with images and and other forms of of media, and I think that's something really valuable at at this time that you can also use for good. This is a conversation I recently had with my one guest host, David Bilbrey. We've been talking about this idea of the language of image and the way that advertising and marketing are using these pieces of art and storytelling in order now to sell us something, which runs kind of counter to these traditions that we have of storytelling in order to share information and ideas and culture. Yeah, that's a very interesting thought. For quite some time, I felt like a little bit powerless because um, those images and those those techniques are so so strong in in the world around us. I think they have quite a huge impact on people, and it's something you can't really defend against. It's like everywhere if you take the subway or or browse the internet, and it was quite empowering for me to to use those similar tools like the visual aspects at least um, to convey uh, different messages. Well, and that's what I like about what you've done with Plant Buddies as a site is that visually it's very pleasing and entertaining and the interface is easy to use. Uh, my original course of study was computer science, so I investigated the way that we interact with technology. At the time, we referred to it as human-computer interaction. And a user interface can change the way that we experience technology and then also then how we wind up using it in the long term. And it's been fascinating to see the way that what when I first started down this road were very often very technical, complex interfaces with a lot of information that someone was kind of parsing and processing that now our web communication and our use of smartphones and other technology are radically kind of simplifying that and at the same time providing a lot more information than something that was cluttered and hard to use. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that you uh, had background in this field. And for me personally, I think that's a very important field as well because I always had this geeky technical background like programming and stuff like that but then got into those visual aspects and the design aspects as well. And uh, I feel like a bridge between those two worlds sometimes. Also in my professional work, I I often communicate between the, the programmers and the designers of, of the projects. So I, I feel like the interface is a very crucial aspect of many projects that sometimes people uh, overlook or I think... In the last years, it's it's gaining a lot more attention, which is a good thing. When it comes to the Plant Buddies database and the website itself, my understanding in what I saw is that you're presenting this as free open source software for anybody who wants to use it or update it or like integrate it into their own work. Am I following that correctly? Yeah, that's right. Maybe I can give you a little bit about the background of the Plant Buddies. Yes, please do. So... Well, I think it has two ways of explaining. The first one, it grew out of my frustration to to use those uh, companion planting charts. Maybe you uh, saw some of them, those huge tables with lots of plants. And I always found it fascinating, the, the knowledge inside those charts. But I, I grew frustrated or confused when I looked at them. So that's why... I thought, okay, there must be an easier way to, to access this information. And then, then we go back to the interface question, like how, how can I actually make it easy to 
access this information, which is actually free um, because it's it's not data that could be under any copyright protection. Then does Plant Buddies as a resource grow out of this other work that you're doing to make education more accessible, or is this just a, a personal project that you're working on? No, actually, it's very much um, a child of the of a bigger project, um, which is called serlo.org. It's S-E-R-L-O.org, if you want to check it out. And it's a free and open learning platform. In a way, it's a bit like Wikipedia, in that it's free and without advertising or stuff like that. And people can contribute, like a community of people actually creates the content. And we have a focus on learning, so so the main goal is to to make education accessible to as many people as possible. Um, at the moment, the website is mostly in German, and I think at this point about half a million people learn with the German version every month. So we have quite quite some visitors already. And I came to the project because we thought, okay, there's, there's school subjects like math and biology, which is nice and important, but why isn't there something like sustainability or permaculture on the on the website? So I joined the project and we just pretended there was a subject called sustainability and started to create exactly that. At the moment we tried to build a gardening course for beginners. So it should lead you from having no experience in the garden at all to eating, harvesting and eating your own vegetables. And Plant Bodies is a small part of it to make it more interesting, more exciting, more accessible. As we've talked about this, our conversation has become much more technical about learning platforms and open education than I was expecting when you first sent me the link to Plant Buddies. And I was thinking this is a great resource for people to know about, but this actually has a lot more to do with open education. As part of the sustainability side of Serlo.org, what additional tools do you see creating in the future similar to Plant Buddies? to expand on the ways that people can look up this information regarding gardening, permaculture, and sustainability, rather than having to pull out textbooks and big charts? Okay, wow, that's a great question. We have uh, a lot of ideas, actually, <laughs> and we're always uh, open for new ideas as well. So if, if your listeners maybe have an idea or something that could really help them out um, with permaculture or with gardening, just get in touch, let us know, and we will think about how to realize that. And is the best way for people to get in touch through the website? Yes, Plant Bodies is at plantbodies.serlo.org. And you can also check out en.serlo.org, so the English tenant of Serlo, um, slash sustainability. And there you also find contact addresses and and so then if people want to contribute or get involved, the best thing to do is for them to contact you and see where things can go from there. Yeah, um, I mean, there are many ways you could help us out. If you think that there should be high quality knowledge about permaculture and sustainability and you think you can help in any way, you can reach us as on the website. You might be a blogger or an author or maybe just good at explaining things or good at programming, I don't know. Get in touch, we'd love, to, love some help, love your help. And yeah, you could also just try the app and give us some feedback because it's still in, in beta and we want to 
improve on it. And I'll make sure to include links to all of that in the show notes. With everywhere that we've gone talking about open education, our conversation was originally supposed to be about plant buddies. So before I ask you for your final thoughts, could you tell us a little bit more about that platform and how it works? Plant Buddies is an online tool that helps you find plants um, that like to grow next to each other. In a way, it's like um, online dating for plants. <laughs> That's how we how we called it. And you can try it at plantbuddies.serlo.org, S-E-R-L-O.org. And you basically come to the website and see a list of, of potential plants that you can choose from, or you can just enter your the plant that you want to grow in your garden in the in text box in the, on the top. And for example, I can type tomato and then I get a little picture of the tomato and some information on under some general information. For example, for the tomato, it's my buddies help me keep pests away. I have a hard time sharing my nutrients with other hungry plants. So I get a general information on how sociable, sociable the tomato is. And then I see a list of potential buddies, the, so plants that like to grow next to the tomato. For example, I can open up basil here and find out that basil actually discourages aphids, which are a pest for tomatoes, so they are a great match together. Also, they taste well together. And then also I see a list of plants that don't like to grow next to tomato. For example, I open up a pumpkin and find out that they compete for nutrients and also that tomato encourages blight in the pumpkins so shouldn't grow that next to each other and that's about it actually <laughs> you can go on and find buddies for the pumpkin or whatever but the interface is supposed to be very easy so there are not a lot of functions so it really is plant by plant look up one plant find its buddies and then if you want to continue that search for the next plant and so on so you're dealing with a, a reasonable amount of information at any given time yeah exactly it's it's about breaking down a very complex um, chart into very small easy to understand segments and trying to be uh, fun and lure people into gardening and <laughs> sustainability now I, I think about this, I'd like to talk with Dave Jackie and Eric Tonesmeyer and see if they would allow us to convert some of the information in the second volume of their Forest Garden book into an interface like this because of how many tables and the just sheer amount of information to process that they have there. Yeah, I, I would love to work on something like that, <laughs> be sure. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for taking this time out of your day and organizing with me across so many time zones to speak about this because it's... We got a little nerdy about this a bit more than I expected, but I was glad to because of, you know, having worked with open source tools for so long, you know, I support and I run the podcast using a Linux server. I used to record and edit with all kinds of, of free and open source materials. And so I'm always happy to see anybody who's doing this kind of work. And I just think it's so important to bring it to education and permaculture. But before we do bring this to a close, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with the listeners? Well, I guess if I, if I could say one thing, sometimes I, I feel overwhelmed by all the problems I see in the world like climate change and destruction of ecosystems and also uh, problems in the social systems that arise. And I feel if you go at it alone, it's 
just overwhelming. It's, it's so easy to give up and think about other things instead. And I think that's why it's so important that we work together because together we can really tackle those big problems as well and, and not be afraid and alone, <laughs> but be quite powerful together. And I think to achieve collaboration, those open licenses and, and freely licensed content is so important because it, it really helps you to work together. And the example I like to put forward is Wikipedia, which is an, an incredible project for me because so many people work together to create this huge pool of knowledge, which no single person could ever dream of building. And it's just like, okay, if everybody puts some stones in the right place, you, you could build anything. And yeah, that's, that's what I want to put out there, I think, into the permaculture movement as well. If we work together as a collective movement and collaborate on these tools and information, we can build something bigger than any one of us might be able to achieve by ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And, and that really gives me hope to, to tackle the biggest problems and it's really been an incredible groundswell to see how much permaculture and the sustainability movements have grown just in the last two or three years and gives me hope for ourselves and future generations. And I really appreciate that you are a part of all of this and that we were able to have this conversation today. So thank you for joining me. Yeah, well, thank you very much. It's been an honor. And that was Boto Viller. You can find Plant Buddies at plantbuddies.serlo.org and more of his work on open education at serlo.org. As you heard during the interview and from my introduction, I've been using open source tools for a long time. I still continue to produce the podcast using the audio editor Audacity and also have a laptop loaded with Linux whenever I go out into the field to do some teaching. That's where I'm loading up all of my lectures and notes, running slides from and everything like that. So it's just natural for me to want to support projects like the one that Boto is working on. And I really do encourage you to go check out Plant Buddies, check out Serlo, and see if there's a way that, because of your background and interest, that you can add to the body of knowledge that's there. These kinds of tools help to continue the democratization of information, and so that there are less walls and more collaboration. Rather than holding on to our own little area of specialty, we're able to grow and collaborate and share all of this knowledge and information, skills and tools freely with others. It's been one of my ongoing reasons for keeping this show in the gift as much as possible so that people can hear and connect with voices that they might not encounter otherwise. To know about some of these great books that are pushing the edges of what it means to practice permaculture, such as Surviving the Future and Lean Logic, as well as different ways to approach agriculture within the permaculture lens, such as Miraculous Abundance, or the Independent Farmstead. And in that same vein, it's the importance of our libraries and other public services that, by their mandate and means, do good for the public. And as you go about your work, do you use any free or open source tools, software, or other resources? I'm always interested in hearing about other projects like what Boto and Serlo are doing. So please, if you know of any, get in touch. Give me a call, 717-827-6266. Send me an email, show at thepermaculturepodcast.com. Or if you want to, drop something in the mail. The Permaculture Podcast, 
P.O. Box 16, Dauphin, Pennsylvania, 17018. And from here, more about Patreon, the team, and some things we have planned for you. If you haven't visited the Patreon page for the podcast in a while, please do. We've changed up the goals as well as the different pledge levels so that there are a lot more options and opportunities that are becoming available. We've got some webcasts coming up that I'll be doing live with Patreon supporters at least one a month, starting in March and moving forward. Also planning some retreats for Patreon supporters. If you'd like to come out, we can spend a weekend getting to know one another and just talk about permaculture and have a bit of a salon, if you will, on what it means to build a sustainable, regenerative future. So please check out patreon.com slash permaculturepodcast and take a look at all the new work that we're doing. And know that by supporting this podcast, it's not just me anymore, but there's also a team behind the scenes that's doing this work. I've brought on a business manager, Kendra and her business, Liminal Collective, who helped to reorganize Patreon and some of what you're seeing there, as well as if you're following the show on social media, a lot of the new graphics are directly from Kendra's work, as well as our current t-shirt design contest, which, if you're an artist and would like to submit something to that, please do. That contest is open to all listeners through February 28th, 2017. Please submit your entries via email to show at thepermaculturepodcast.com. I'm really looking forward to seeing all those designs and finally having a Permaculture Podcast t-shirt. and love the idea that it was designed by a listener to this show. There's also our newsletter writer, Morgan, who's a singer-songwriter who's taking her skills and applying them to research and help to expand what it means to practice permaculture by writing those articles that you'll find there. Then there's also Mary, who refers to herself as our ad minion, who's a mother of four, who's working with the show to bring all of these different pieces together for us in a way that's more organized and structured than I've ever had in these years of doing the show just by myself. And I'm very thankful for the three of them to be working with me regularly on all of this. And by being a Patreon supporter, you're also helping me work with folks like David Bilbrey and Jen Mendez to bring different voices to the table as the host. And so you can hear not only the people who they have access to, but also their own way of approaching an interview and getting these ideas out into the world. So thank you for considering becoming a Patreon supporter and staying with us this long to hear about the team. And to everyone who is a Patreon supporter, whether you've just joined us in the last few weeks or you've been here since the beginning, I really appreciate it. From here, the next episode is out on February 28th and is part two of the conversation between Jen Mendez and Matt Bebo talking about IPAC and teaching children permaculture. Until the next time, spend each day creating the world you want to live in by taking care of Earth, yourself, and each other.